Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Amen, amen. God bless you, family of God. It's your brother DJ Sandrock right here on The Blaze, the Bible study, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the live Bible study. And of course, this turns into a free downloadable podcast after it's all said and done. Uh, the prayer that I always have for the listeners and for you listening right now is that you have an encounter with the living God, a living, loving, alive God. Amen. The God who saves, the God who um, does miracles amongst his people, the God who loves you and the God who wants to share his message to you and to your family. For you to live in a victorious way, to live a life in abundance, and to be confident. Today we're going to be talking about living in confidence. Not living cocky, but living in confidence. The confidence that God gives is through His Word, by trusting in Him, having confidence, knowing that God loves us unconditionally. That all gives you a sense of confidence. And once you have confidence the way God wants it, the way God intends it to be, amen, that you'll... Um, then you'll be on your way to a real, real strong life of confidence. Amen. And it's, in this day and age, especially, we have to really um, be confident because the, the society as a whole and the culture that we're living in, at least here in the USA, um, is gone crazy. Um, marriage has uh, been attacked. People are trying to redefine marriage. People are trying to redefine um, sexual uh, organized if I want to say like that, um, people are trying to um, rub um, the scriptures of the holy God out. Amen. Um, the new atheists are rising up in the universities and the colleges and in uh, just a whole bunch of um, forums that they're opening up online. And um, there's um, big um, movements of of these atheists de-baptizing, if that's such a thing, de-baptizing anyone who um, is into any kind of religion or any belief of a God. Amen. So it's real crazy out there. So this is a time for us to have confidence. Amen. And knowing where to get our confidence, we'll be discussing that after the prayer that I'm going to pray right now. So I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity to speak your word, to engage every single listener, even a listener right now that's listening to my voice, that you would touch this person, that you would give this person life and liberty and freedom from anything that tries to hold them down, for anything that tries to put them in bondage. I pray, Lord God, freedom in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord God, liberty. I pray wholeness. I pray, Lord God, that you would give um, every single thing that is necessary for this person that we're praying for right now to live a godly and holy life. I pray that your Holy Spirit will touch every listener, every ear, transform minds, and really change lives. I pray this all by faith, knowing that you hear my prayers and you answer them according to what your word says. And your word never returns to you void. In the name of Jesus, I pray this by faith. Amen. Amen. So, Question, where do you get your confidence from? Do you get your confidence from magazines? Do you get your confidence from social media? Do you get your confidence from what other people say about you? Do you get your confidence from your parents? Do you get your confidence from what you can do? 
Do you get your confidence from being smart? Where do you get your confidence? Amen. Um, I get my confidence uh, from the word of God and from my wife when she tells me I'm doing something good. And when I'm good at something, it gets confidence, family members. But most of all, um, when I need to get confidence, I get it from the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is plain. The word of God speaks to your soul, speaks to your spirit. The word of God is true. Whichever way you read it, the word of God is true. Amen. And it's tried. And you could test the word of God over your life. When you read the word of God, you could apply the word of God. Don't be afraid to apply the word of God into your life or over your life. Amen. Because God will do miraculous things when you trust in his word and you take him at his word to do what the word says it will do. And the word is alive. I always say that. The word is alive. Psalm 118 verse 8. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in people. That's, see how plain and, and realistic that is? It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in people. So many people get disappointed by placing all their confidence in other people, all their trust in other people. Um, negating God, just taking God out of the picture, trying to take God out of their mind and out of the, out of the picture, out of their lives. Um, not understanding that when you place your confidence in people, people will fail you all the time. But when you place your confidence in the Lord, God will never fail you. He will never leave you, forsake you. All his promises are yes and amen for those who believe. Amen. And he has grace and mercy on believers and unbelievers. I know some people might disagree with um, God having grace over unbelievers. But um, in my testimony, it had to be the grace of God that kept me alive um, before I received Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. It wasn't the devil, that's for sure. And it wasn't me. And it wasn't luck. It wasn't karma. It wasn't witchcraft. It was the Lord, his grace and his mercy upon my life way before I said yes to him, way before I had an encounter with him. Amen. He had grace over my life and mercy over my life. And I believe that he has grace and mercy for all people all over the world, everywhere. Amen. And I pray that before this night is over, that you'll place all your confidence and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So trust is related to the degree of trustworthiness. Uh, we spoke a little bit last time about the promises of God. And we know that faith and trust go hand in hand. If you say you trust in God, you have faith in God. If you say you have faith in God, then you have trust in God. They go hand in hand. So trust is related to the degree of trustworthiness. And confidence, confidence comes from knowing that God is completely 100% trustworthy. You could trust God. And trusting God will give you confidence um, to know that his word is working, that his word is working for you and his word is working in you. Amen. Transforming your life. And with that transformation, there's going to be a lot of people out there that won't know any other way to explain what, hap what has happened to you in your life except by saying, wait a minute, um, there is a God. If, if you knew me before I got saved, you'll be like, Yes, there is a God for changing this man, Sam, from what he used to do to what he's doing now. Amen. So there is a God. So trust, trust in him. And it's better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in people. Psalm 27 and verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? 
That's a question. Why should you be afraid if the Lord is your light and your salvation? The Lord protects me from danger, so why should I tremble? Amen? So confidence comes from knowing 100% with certainty that we have salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. And that, and that an eternal home awaits us, heaven. The Lord protects me from danger, so why should I tremble? We have to know that God is with us. And if God is with us, who could be against us? God is for us. Who can be against us? Who? Amen. I already know people that say, well, the devil's against us. Absolutely. But he's defeated. And then you might say, well, my flesh is always against me. No, your flesh wars against the spirit, but the spirit of God is always willing. And the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So when your flesh tries to rise up against the spirit, the spirit is the stronger. Your flesh is the weaker. Um, this could be a good thing. And this could be a bad thing. How, what do I mean by that? Well, if you're in the flesh all the time, then your flesh will be what's ruling your life, your thought process, your actions. But if you're rolling in the spirit of God, amen, the spirit will be um, who you're, you know, will be your master per se. The spirit of God will um, have you in ways of thinking like the Lord and have you, your actions holy and, and your thought process will be clean and pure. So when you have confidence, when you know 100% and have certainty that we have salvation in the Lord and that the Lord has an eternal home waiting for us. Sometimes there is days that I look up in the sky and say, Lord, I'm ready whenever you are. Uh, but then I think about family members that are not yet saved. So I say, okay, I take that back. Please allow me to live here for longer so that way I could preach the message of the gospel. Hopefully my family members will hear it and they will trust in the living God, not in the dead God of this world or the defeated God of this world, but of a, a living God, the God of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's why uh, I do these Bible studies and I go forward in victorious ways, knowing that I have confidence in the one who rescued me. And that same person who rescued me can save and rescue you. Confidence comes from knowing that God loves us unconditionally. There's a love that's conditional. If you do this, then I'll do that. Or uh, I will only love you when things are good or when my bank account is full. That's conditional love. But God loves us unconditionally. It doesn't matter if uh, we're not tithing um, all that we should. It don't matter if we're not um, serving all that we can. It's, it doesn't matter if you um, go to church all that you should. Amen. It doesn't really matter to God. It matters to us, but it really doesn't matter to God. You know what really matters to God? What matters to God is if, when you place your trust and faith in Him, and then you're going to want to do those other things that you're not doing right now. Amen. And He knows that. He knows that you will want to do um, and want to go to places of worship. You will want to read the word. You're going to want to pray. You're going to want to serve. You're going to want to tithe and, and give offerings. You're going to want to do that once you have a salvation encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. Once you have a personal encounter with God Almighty through the Lord Jesus Christ. Then you're going to want to do all those things. And you're going to know that confidence in those things are not where it's at. It's confidence in knowing that God loves us unconditionally. And then you're going to want to do things unconditionally back for God. First John chapter 3 verse 1 says, See how very 
much our Heavenly Father loves us, for He allows us to be called His children, and we really are. But the people who belong to this world don't know God, so they don't understand that we are His children. And I got to remind myself over and over again that people who do not believe in God won't understand the children of God. But the people who belong to this world, it says, don't know God. So I always have to remind myself when people come at me with cheap shots and disrespect my God and blaspheme and make jokes of Christians, I have to always remember that they're in this world and they don't know God. So if you don't know someone, then you could crack jokes. You don't have really no respect or you, know, you just don't know God's unconditional love. And my prayer for those people are that, yes, that when I respond back and when you respond back to these unbelieving, um, ungodly people, we have to remember two things. Number one, that we used to be just like them before we got saved. And number two is that God will have grace and mercy upon their lives, that they will have an encounter. That's just the same way I have an encounter, not the same um, situation or the same testimony, but the way God shows up in your life. The way he showed up in my life is my prayer for those who disrespect him, disobey him, or don't believe at all. I pray that they will receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior through an, an encounter. That they will know for sure that, wait a minute, this is not hocus pocus. This is not a preacher. This is not a religion. This is the Lord Jesus Christ showing up in my life. So many people have received visions and dreams that a Muslim, that one Muslim, and it will um, in Ramadan or praying the five prayers a day, um, seeking God with all their heart, and they found a vision and dream. And guess who showed up? Jesus Christ. And they have been transformed, renewed, restored, born again. And now they're going back to Muslims testifying that they were looking for Allah. And by looking through for Allah, they found Yahweh. And they found the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So confidence comes from knowing that God loves us unconditionally. Not conditionally like we do, but unconditionally. So what's the difference between good confidence and bad confidence? What do you mean? You mean to tell me there's a good confidence and a bad confidence? Well, we all know what the bad confidence is. It turns into pride. Bad confidence is those people who walk around with a chip on their shoulder, acting like they're the best thing since sliced bread, acting like they're better than everyone, talking down to people instead of talking to people. That's bad confidence. And good confidence is um, realizing that, wait a minute, I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. I need to be forgiven for my sin. And God saved. So, hey, uh, I have confidence in the one who could rescue me, the one who could save me, the one who gives me eternal life. That's good confidence. Not in a, a religion that you have to do this amount of prayers. You have to knock on these amount of doors. You have to do this amount of good works to try to gain access into heaven. Like an all access pass into heaven by doing good works. That's not a good confidence. That's actually a bad confidence. But we already know a good confidence is realization and an assurance that God loves you. And that he has given you talents he has given you gifts he has given you the ability to use them for his sake for his glory that he has offered you the gift of salvation and he has offered you eternal life in heaven but eternal life starts now if you're saved 
Eternal life starts the day you got saved. And now, eternal life with God, I should say. Because eternal life, God has placed eternity in the hearts of everyone. Amen. You'll have eternity. Uh, if you don't receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you'll have eternity. But it won't be with him. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Maybe eternal, eternity separated, eternally separated from the loving and living God. Um, separated from his goodness because God is everywhere all the time. Um, even in hell, um, there's going to be a presence that God is there, um, but his goodness won't be available to those who are in that chamber, who are in that prison for all eternity. So that's how serious this thing is. In Job chapter 19, verse 25, But as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and that he will stand upon the earth at last. Amen. That's confidence. That Job says, I know that my Redeemer lives. Not that I think, or maybe, or could it be. No, he says, I know that my Redeemer lives and that he will stand upon the earth at last. That's confidence. Knowing um, all that God offers. Knowing that this gives you complete certainty. That your life can have meaning. And it can have meaning now. And it can have meaning forever. And that's good confidence. First John chapter 3 verse 2 says, Yes, dear friends, we are already God's children. And we can't even imagine what we will be like when Christ returns. But we do know that when he comes, we will be like him. For we will see him as he really is. That's good confidence. Good confidence. Knowing that we're already God's children. If you're saved, you know that you're already God's children. You should say that. Say that with me. I am already God's child. And we can't even imagine what we will be like when Christ returns. But we do know. See the confidence. You see the assurance. You see the trust. But we do know that when he comes, we'll be like him. Amen. And as Christians, we're being like Christ. But when he comes... We will be like him, like really like him, for we for we will see him as he really is. People say, "How could you trust a God that you haven't seen, felt, that you haven't, you know, uh, really personally shook his hand?" Uh, faith, not not blind faith, like uh, faith, blind faith leaping over off a cliff and saying, "Okay, angels are going to catch me." Now, even though it's possible, God could dispatch angels to catch you in midair. If, God, if that's what God wants, he'll do it. But I'm not talking about a blind faith um, just to believe just because everybody else is believing. I'm talking about a faith to believe in Christ because he showed up in your life. And he gave you a word and he gave you the opportunity to repent and turn from your wickedness and turn to his righteousness. We're talking about a holy, loving, living God. Amen. His name is Jesus. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 16. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 16. But when he had become powerful, he also became proud. 
which led to his downfall. Because, you know, the Bible says pride comes before the fall. He sinned against the Lord, his God, entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple and personally burning incense on the altar. Well, they're talking about someone who is prideful, full of pride. And this person uh, went into the Lord's temple and was burning incense personally on God's altar. It's got a sign of disrespect. He sinned against the Lord, his God, by entering the sanctuary of the Lord's temple. That is a type of pride and disrespectful. And pride is always the main ingredient that causes our confidence to become arrogant and to become cocky. You know those people, right? You know arrogant and cocky people? You ever met an arrogant and cocky person that everything they do is the best thing? Um, they're over everybody. If they're a preacher, they're the best preacher of their pastor they're the best pastor if they're a husband they're the best husband if they're a wife they're the best wife if they're at work they could do the job so much better than you if they're a boss they're the best boss ever they bring the pride and they mix it up with the ingredients that causes arrogance and cockiness so if we think we could do it all by ourselves without help when we think that we don't need god when we stop seeking god's help that's when there's warning signs that this type of confidence you have is turning into arrogance. And that's not what God, God's word says, God resists the pride, proud. He resists the proud, but he is drawn to, or, or he's attracted to the humble. Amen. So if you walk around with a chip on your shoulder, acting like it's all good, you don't need no one. Everybody's below you. This, that, and the third, um, there's going to be a time of a rude awakening. Amen. And you need to, if you have, if you're honest and that fits you and you, you, people have told you, hey, I think you're a little bit too arrogant. You have time tonight, today, or by the time you hear this podcast, you have time to repent. That means turn from that, turn from those ways and turn to God's ways and get good confidence knowing that God loves you. And that he has prepared a place for you in heaven. But he wants you to live a life, a full life now, here on this earth. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Turn from your arrogance. Turn from your cockiness. And turn to the God who loves you. The God who wants to give you talents and gifts. And the ability to use them for his glory. Amen. Talents and gifts go will take you a long way. You know, there's people that don't believe in God. They're of this world. They don't know God. And they're really talented and gifted. Maybe in sports. Maybe in music. Maybe writing books. Maybe speaking. And you can see they're successful people. You can see that money is coming in. The bank account is large. Big houses. Big cars. Big things. Amen. Um, but there comes to a, a point with these people that you see loneliness. Are you kidding me? With all that money, the car, and the fame. You see arrogance. You see cockiness. You see uh, sadness, you see just dead people with gifts and talents um, uh, uh, supplying them to other dead people. So there's no life in them. They're just spreading around, or should I say, they're spreading around death. But God wants you to spread life. Amen. And in order for us to spread life, we have to know and be ready and willing for God 
to do a great work in our lives. And we have to know the difference between good confidence and bad confidence. We have to know a good confidence is realizing and knowing that God loves us. And a bad confidence is to become arrogant and cocky, thinking you know everything and thinking you don't need God and thinking you don't need anyone to help you go about your way and go about your day. That's that's sad. It's not really um, appealing uh, to other people, really, uh, unless they're like-minded like you. You know, to make it to the top of the corporate ladder sometimes requires people or people think that it requires cutting people's throats, stabbing people in the back, um, talking behind people's back, or trying to up one, uh, uh, up one another. But that's not necessarily true. And it's actually not a good practice, even in corporate America. Whatever happened to the honest boss? Whatever happened to the honest general manager? Whatever happened to a hardworking person, a hardworking um, boss, a hardworking uh, laborer? Whatever happened to honest, hardworking people? Why does it have to be always a scheme to get to the next level in your position, the next level in your job, the next level in your uh, radio broadcast, the next level? You know, why do people buy Facebook likes? Why do people? People buy YouTube likes and views. Why do they buy that? Why do they want to be so popular? Why do they have to um, like twist um, their way into things? I think it's because of pride. And when you mix pride in the pot, and that's the ingredients that causes our confidence to become arrogant and cocky. There it goes. I said it again. I'm trying to really, really emphasize that. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7. But... Blessed are those who trust in the Lord. If you trust in the Lord, you're blessed. Can you say that? I'm blessed because I trust in the Lord. Yeah, say it. Try it. I'm blessed because I trust in the Lord. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. The Bible says hope never disappoints. When you hope in God, you're never going to be disappointed. Disappointed. Disappointment will come. Amen. But it was not going to come as a result of trusting in God. It, disappointment comes as a result of trusting in yourself or in other people. Or in things that happen the way you think they should happen. Amen. Or life events that you're like, how and why did that happen? Or you feel like it's not supposed to happen that way. God is over all of that. God is sovereign. He's in control of time, space, and matter. He's in control of our lives. Amen. He knows what's going to happen before, way before we know what's going to happen. He's all-knowing, all-loving, all-living. Amen. He's an awesome and powerful God. So the promise from God to us is found in Jeremiah 17, 7, where it says, We're blessed when we trust in the Lord. And we're blessed when we make the Lord our hope. And we're blessed when we make the Lord our confidence. We could have confidence 150,000% in the Lord. We should know. We should be assured. We should know that his word is true. We should walk around in victory knowing that God is with us, Emmanuel. That God is for us, Jesus Christ at Calvary. And God is in us, the Holy Spirit of God. We should know these things. We should have assurance. We should have confidence. We should realize that God loves us. And we should know that all the gifts and talents that God has given you and me, amen, is really to give back to him 
for he could get the glory, honor, and the praise, and he could get that worship. And in the meantime, while you're spreading the gospel message about the love, the lover of your soul, the Lord Jesus Christ, he's busy blessing you and giving you things that you would never dream or imagine. Amen. That's available only through his ways, only by his outpouring, only by his blessing. And then he'll give you a place, a position, a, a, a season in your life that you could reach so much more people with the love of God's message. Amen. And that's powerful. So if you if you receive that and you're like, man, this is for me. If you receive that confidence, you want to know more about this confidence. Let's let's say a prayer together because salvation is only a prayer away. Amen. Why do you need salvation? Well, number one, you have to realize that you are you're a sinner. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, For we all have sinned and fall short of God's glorious standard. Second reason is why you need to be saved is you need a Savior. You need salvation. That means you need a Savior, right? Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of life, amen, comes from God through Jesus Christ the Lord. And we have to realize and be confident that Jesus Christ is the only one. He's the only way and he's the only one that can save you. Amen. John 14, 6, when Jesus said he is the way, the truth, and the life, no man can get to the Father except through him. So you can't have things right. You can't be made right um, with the Father until you're forgiven by the Son. And you can't have the Spirit of God until you're saved by the Son. And then he'll send you the Holy Spirit, which is him again in the third person. Amen. To testify, to give you the ability to trust and have faith in God. Amen. You have to have the Spirit of God in you. Because if you walk around saying you're a Christian and you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, you're in some kind of religion that's deceiving and it's based on works. Like whatever you could do to get into heaven. But the gospel speaks of a Jesus, a Christ, a Savior who did it all, amen, died on the cross, rose again on the, after the third day or on the third day, amen. He did everything that was necessary to defeat death, to defeat sin, amen. He paid a debt that he didn't owe, and we owe a debt that we cannot pay. And he did it all. So the, the gospel message of a Christian is that we need to receive what was already done. And what is done is that Jesus achieved, amen, and he is God, and he is God alone. He achieved um, the miracle of eternal life. He offers it. Amen. He gives us the opportunity to be saved. So if you're listening and you know that the Spirit is tugging on your heart right now, repeat this prayer after me. Father God, thank you for revealing to me that I can have confidence in you. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness today. I choose today to turn from my arrogance and turn from my uh, pride right now and accept the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus Christ, the sacrifice that Jesus made for me on the cross. I also acknowledge that Jesus, you are Lord, and that Lord, I need you to be my Father, and I need you to send your Spirit to be in me, to be obedient. And to know that I have good confidence in a good God. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you said it, something like that, and you really meant it, uh, I'm believing that God is going to meet you right where you meant it, right where you are. And he's going to have a personal relationship with you. 
if you pray that with confidence and you pray that with honesty. Amen. So I want to thank you for hanging out with me. I want to uh, thank you for praying the prayer of salvation. If you got saved today or the, by the time you hear this podcast, why don't you contact us at radio at soulwinnerswithaz.org. Tell us what happened. Amen. We would love to know. I know I would love to know. I'm out of here. I'm out of time. But you know, I'm never out of message as long as I have the word of God in front of me. But remember, all the time and always and every day, God is good. Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.